Amen. I'm excited. Uh, Sherry, trying to uh, turn this thing on. They give the old man a light. I wonder why. Because I need a light. How many of you guys, as you've gotten older, you need a lot more light than what you used to? Yeah, we did. Well, I'm excited about sharing today. We're going to share about, about something called guarding your soul. And uh, I'd like for, uh, it, it, we'll put it up on the board there. If you've got a Bible, follow along with us. What do, you, what do you, what we do and what we don't do as a Christian will determine how effective we are as a Christian. Look at your neighbor and tell them it's all up to you. Come on now. It's all up to you. How your life's going to turn out like to a great extent is going to be up to what you and I do in our lives. And, and just like with uh, uh, my Allison. Yeah, how do you know? Like with her. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. It says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Another uh, translation says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall possess the land. So a lot of times, listen, when it begins to speak about uh, inheriting the kingdom, most people look at that and they say, inheriting the kingdom is when I get done here on earth and I finally make it through and I go to heaven, I'm going to inherit the kingdom. I, I listen, it's not when you get done here. The moment that you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart, you're translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And you're supposed to be functioning, amen, in the kingdom and your life is supposed to be working now. And when you get to heaven, I don't know what that's going to be like, but what, basically I know what it's like here. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to take possession down here. You're supposed to change things down here. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Now, look in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. This verse here, always people always miss it up. It says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he who does not do the will of the Father in heaven. And a lot of people say, well, not everybody's going to be saved and go to heaven. But it goes on. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to you that I never knew you. Depart from me who practice lawlessness. And he said, well, see there? Amen. It's saying, basically, depart from me. But it's here on earth. You basically, amen, because you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are saved through grace, amen, uh, uh, through faith, not of your works. So basically what this is saying is you're, how you function here on earth has a lot to do, amen, with how you surrender to him. Amen. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. Well, you got saved, now just hang around till you get to heaven. You're just getting started when you got saved. You're supposed to function down here on earth. Amen? And so basically, amen, it, it, that verse is saying, now listen to it, my translation of it is, that verse is saying, it says when it comes down to you, you're starting to walk in the things of the kingdom, and you're going to go to God, and God will say, depart from you, I don't know you. I don't know about you, but I want God showing up in my, in my life. I want, to, I want God showing up when I have a need of answer of prayer, amen, when, I, when I'm going in a situation of my, well, my finances, everything about me. I want my God to show up in my life. Y'all live out there? I, this, I'm a loud spitting preacher. So you got to respond to me. Amen? All right. And it goes on to say, in, in, uh, in verse 24, it says, therefore. So what's the therefore, therefore? He says, because he just got through saying, 
he said that basically not everybody will enter into the kingdom of God. But he said, now, therefore, therefore, if you'll do what I tell you to do, things will work out. And he says, therefore, I'm going to give you a parable. And in that parable, it says this, it says this, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken to a wise man who built his house uh, on, on a rock. And the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall. Amen. It was founded on the rock. Now, it didn't say where you're going to go to heaven or not. He said down here on earth, amen, if you'll do what I'm telling you to do, I mean, you all hell might break loose, but you're still going to make it. Have you ever been in the place where all hell just broke loose? But if you're in the middle of it, and you're doing what the Father wants, you're going to make it. Then it turns right around and says this. But everyone who hears these saying of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. That word foolish in the Greek, one of the, one of the translations is, it says blockhead. Look at your neighbor and say blockhead. What that saying is, if you are a Christian and you don't do what he tells you to do, you're a simple blockhead. Say hello, blockhead. Then it goes on to say this. Who built his house upon the sand, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and it beat on the house, and great was the fall. Have you ever had a time in your life where there was a great fall? Have you ever had a time, you know, where basically you had to come to a place where you said to God, to God, you know, I don't understand all this, but I know one thing, I know you're real, I know I'm saved, and maybe I know I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, but I don't know a whole lot else. Well, I've been there. And it's a good foundation, a good place to start at. Now, with all this in mind, we're going to start the sermon. We have a responsibility to watch over our souls. Now, let, let me share, share this with you. You are a spirit. You have a soul, a mind, will, and emotion. And you live in a body. You see, and, and basically, your mind, what your soul is sharing, which we'll be talking about today, is a mind, will, and emotion. And God wants us to, to take care of that area. Does that make sense to you? You got to be watchful and protect your mind, your will, and your emotion. Because if you don't do that, you're going to have problems. Are you out there? So... <clears throat> In Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20, you know, how we keep our souls will determine how effective and ineffective our lives will be. See, as a pastor, I've been able to watch people for 40-some years. And I've been able to watch people's lives. And those who keep their souls, you, not usually, they always do better than those who don't. Do you want to do good? It's up, it's up to us. I think I got it quiet in here. I think, are you ready to hear this? Oh, okay. You're going to love me. When, no, I don't know where you're going to love me or not when I get done. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Do not let, let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health into all their flesh. What did he say he, his words are? They're health into my flesh. They're health into my emotions. If I'll keep what his word says in my life, I'll always fare better. Or I can be a blockhead and not do it. Amen? 
And then it says, keep or guard your heart, or we could say soul, with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Now, this is where I want to bring us to right here, is to begin to look at this. One translation said this, the New Living. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of life. Guard your heart, for it determines the course of life. So how, you, how your life is turns out if you'll guard your heart. Because there's somebody on the other side that doesn't want you to turn out good. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen? George's translation. Out of, out, out of mind, out of our mind, mind, will, emotion, will dictate how great and fulfilled we will be. And in the negative, how bad and how ineffective and how negative our lives will turn out. It'll determine that. When it speaks of the issues of life, it points towards a boundary or a fence that will allow us to have great success or in the negative, it will allow, it will show how bad and negative things can be in our life. You got the picture up there. Let's look on this side. <coughs> picture this thing a fence on both sides. It's a boundary. What it's saying is, if I will keep my heart and my mind, and I keep what God, who God is and what God is. How many of you know God, it, God, God is the one that created this whole universe out here? And, 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 and we can surely trust in someone who created the whole world. So on this side, I'm over here, and I'm enlarging my fence of how big my God is and how great my God is, and I'm keeping my mind and my will and my emotions on this. And so over on this side, now God can do far and above what we can ever imagine. We start moving in that supernatural. We start seeing all that happening in our lives. We start seeing our finances increase. We start seeing that relationship with our husband and our wife and our kids. Amen. And everything begins to be what it is because we're, we, we are keeping our soulish area and look what's happening. Now, on the other hand, what happens if we do not keep our soul's area? Over on this side, we begin to be controlled by the flesh. We begin to be controlled by the enemy. That's why a lot of times people go, along, I don't understand what happened here. Well, you gave yourself to the enemy. You gave yourself to the flesh. You did not protect your mind, your will, and emotions. And so this began to happen in your life. Yeah. Amen? Are we going to be a blockhead or are we going to be smart person. Well, you're quiet. Amen? It's a lot of times we begin to go along and we, and we don't understand what's happening. It's keeping our soul and, our, and, 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 bring, and will bring life. But again, when we don't do it, it'll, it'll bring death. Proverbs 19, 16. He who keeps the, the commandments keeps his soul, but he who is careless in his ways will die. What did that say? He said, if you will keep your soul, if you, your mind, your will, and emotion, if you, will, if you will determine what you allow come into your life, you'll have life. But if you don't, if you just naturally let things go, it'll bring death. And so when things, a lot of people come, well, how did God allow this happen? Could have been that maybe 10 years ago you allowed some things to happen. Could it be that you allowed things into your life? God didn't want it. But because of some things that happened in our life, because we were, we, we were slothful and we allowed a lot of the things of the world to come in and start controlling us, and so down the road, what was God supposed to do? Change the whole universe just for you? You see how our life turned. Boy, you are quiet, quiet today. 
No response. Now, if Jean was here, she'd be saying, we're listening. If we are guarding our soul, we will see the thorns and the snares of the perverse and keep our soul far from it. Proverbs 22, 5. Thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse, and he who guards his soul will keep them far from it. See, we, we need to watch what we allow to come into our lives because we fear God and because, we, because those perverse things will come back and they will haunt us in the future. Many things that we allow in our life, in our soulish life, will come back and bring trouble in our lives. I, I, I hesitate about sharing this. When I was about 18 years, do you, you ever go to a bachelor party? I've, I've been to one or two of them. I wish I hadn't went to this one. And in this, in this bachelor party, it was actually down to the conservation club down at uh, south of Greensburg. They showed a stag movie. I guess that's what they call it. Wasn't very nice. I'll be honest with you. I wished I had never watched that movie. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Have you had things like that that you saw? They said, I wish I never had that thought run through my mind. Amen. So I would not have to fight it. And I'm, I, I thought about saying, I was going to ask Dory, but I didn't. Dory, is it okay if I share that? You already did it. Amen. But see, those things that you allow in your mind, those things you allow yourself to be around, amen, if you don't watch out down the road, it can haunt you. Sometimes what, maybe what somebody says, or my dad years, years ago, I remember exactly where I was at, and dad was one, he was a great guy until he got tarred. And I remember one time I was trying to do the best I could. We was combined or something like that. And Dad, Dad looked over and he, he said, you're not going to do nothing but, but put on bolt number two in the factory. Well, I put bolt three and four and two and one. And, amen. I could either let that, that haunt me or I could say, no, Dad was just tired. Amen. So what I'm saying is, is this. We need to watch what we're doing in that. You know, how many times we, we, uh, people don't guard themselves from porno? I'm just going to get down where it's really serious at, guys. I mean, we, 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 can, we can talk about all the theological things, but it really comes down to it, amen, some of that stuff that, that, that's on TV and some of the stuff that you can watch in the movies, there's a whole lot that you can't, can't watch with. Even Lifetime stations, you know, Lifetime uh, uh, TV and all, 252 and 253 on, on, on that. Now, how about all the uh, soap operas and such things like that? You know, we go along, amen, and we get a, a, a warped idea, maybe, of what a relationship between a husband and wife is, because those shows make it look like, amen, everything's supposed to turn out good and smiley and all that, and we're supposed to mm, love each other, and that's, that's good. Yeah, we should do that, but sometimes life just don't go that way at times. So if you're judging your life, ladies, and if you're looking and think you're going to have your life like all those on TV, and, and you're going to have to go have them fix up your everything, and they're going to have to run it through and, and get rid of the wrinkles and the this and the that and the other, they all don't turn out that way. And there's times the husband, amen, just don't feel like being, being loving. And there's times the wife don't feel like being loving. And if you watch those movies, you're going to think, well, that's the way life's supposed to be. Life happens sometimes. I got your attention. So we need, and there's people who I think get separated and they go on their own way. They sometimes ladies think, well, you know, I'm going to go out and find me a guy like that guy is on TV. What's a wuck? Amen. 
And sometimes, sometimes the guy says, I'm going to go out and find me a gal like that on TV. Again, lots of luck. Do you think that David might have not guarded his soul with Bathsheba? Remember Bathsheba? She must have been a beautiful gal. She took a, she, she was a, uh, was the husband, the wife of Uriah? Uriah, I think it was. And, and, and it, it said that David didn't go out and fight. And it said, it, it sort of looked like, well, David just happened on, and he was looking down out of his, uh, <coughs> on top of the building, and he uh, saw Bathsheba uh, taking a bath. Splish, splash, he was taking a bath. Do you think he only looked once? Do you think he made a habit about the same time of day to be up on top of his building looking down? He was a porno artist. See, he gave himself, he gave himself, he didn't take care of his soul, he gave himself to that. And as I read the scriptures, I don't see that David ever was as confident in his walk with God and walk with man after that as it was before because he did not watch after his tell your neighbor said he didn't watch after his soul you say how important is what you're sharing let me tell you something it will determine how your life's going to turn out how about joseph another situation remember joseph joseph one he I didn't go through the whole story, but remember Joseph come up to a place where he ended up over in Egypt and he began to be uh, the, the, the top guy in Potiphar's life. He had, everything was under him except his wife. And they, 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 they say, so one Saturday morning, everybody was out, Potiphar was gone, nobody was there, and there was Potiphar, Potiphar's wife. I'll bet you she had herself all fixed up and, and looking good and wearing the skimpy clothes on, and, and, he, and, and he goes over to, she goes over to Joseph and says, hey, Joseph, my bed awaits. Nobody's here. What did Joseph do? He ran. What did he do? He ran. He protected his soul. Sometimes you got to run from something that's on TV. Sometimes you got to turn it off. But I want to see how it happens. Sometimes you just say that and don't believe in any of that. I'm not watching that stuff. You say, what about, I like it. Well, go ahead. Dirty up your soul. You see? We got to put barriers up. Proverbs 16, 17. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil, and he who keeps his way preserves his soul. We need to see that the enemy is always looking for ways to corrupt our life. And we need to say if God hates something for, or if God calls something evil, we need to depart from that. I don't care what the world says. If the world said this is all right, and I don't care how many polls they take, and I don't care how many times they put it on TV, and how many times they try to persuade you that this or that is all right, if the Word of God says it's not all right, and if, if He says it's an abomination, amen, then it's wrong. No black, no white, I mean, no, no, no gray, always black, always white. Which one is it? 
Well, you know, I don't think God, well, God might, God's probably going to send you to hell for something, but you're sure going to go through hell here on earth if you keep doing some of the things that people do. Matt told me to keep it light today. I don't know. Keep me light. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> I, I knew you weren't going to stop me from doing what I'm doing, so, but, but uh, what did you mean by that? <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> if we're watching for our souls, we will watch who we are, who we are around. Proverbs twenty-two twenty-four. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man do not go. At least you learn his ways and are snared by for, you are a snare for your soul it, and set a snare for your soul you know who you get around what do you want to act like what do you what do you want what do you want your life to turn out like then if you want your life to be if you want to be miserable and 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 uh, downhearted and and always mad at people and all we'll go find somebody that's like that and stay around them now, if you want to be up, upbeat and, and joyful and, and, and you want to have a heart of love and, and you reach out to some people, then find a person like that. Because that's how you're going to turn out. The people that you're around. If you're around a person who is always critical, fault-finding, uh, we will become critical and fault-finding ourselves. But I like this person. But they're critical, fault-finding. They always think negative before they think positive. You're going to be like that person. Ooh. I have allowed myself to be bitter and hopeless and looking at things through negative eyes. And then failure comes in, into my mind at times. And then I wonder why I have trouble with bitterness and hopelessness and failure and such things. The reason is, is because I didn't protect my soul. In those little, that little time that comes in, you know, that little time that comes in our lives, we, we, allow, we allow that thought to come into our mind. We allow ourselves to think how much of a failure we are. We think we allow ourselves to see how, how less we are than someone else. We allow all this begin to happen. Then we wonder why we begin to be bitter and, and unforgiving and all this. We've been staying around people who are bitter and unforgiving, and we're allowing our thoughts to stay on those thoughts. You have an ability to get your thoughts off that thought. I want to, listen, I, of any word, I, got, I, I, I thought of this about two months ago when I was reading, and I saw that, and I says, you got to take care of your soul. Are you all out there today? If we want to live a life of forgiveness, always looking at the good of others, then we need to make sure that we guard our souls by not being willing to be around those who are unforgiving, who are jealous, and who always seem, seem the wrong in others. I just, I've always shared on that. It might be you may have to say, well, I, I love that person, but I can't stand to be around them that much. Okay. All right. If we do not control our tongues, if we do not guard what we say, our words will be destroying our lives. Huh. What do you think? 
Proverbs 13, 3. He who guards his mouth preserves his life. But he who opens his mouth wide, his lips shall have destruction. When I think about opening our wild mouth wide, will have destruction. I think it's saying that that person does not restrain it. And every time he opens his mouth, crud comes out. You know, the scripture says in Ecclesiastes 5, 2, it says, Do not be rash with your mouth, and let not your heart utter anything hastily before God, for God is in heaven, and, and, you, and you on earth. Now listen to what he says. Therefore, let your words be. What? What? Few. Means he says, if you let your words be few, that means shut up most of the time. You know, you got one mouth and two ears. That means you, that means you ought to be listening twice, twice as much as, as you're speaking. Y'all out there. Have you ever had times you wish you had to shut up? Huh? Yeah, it comes back and bites you, don't you? You know, you get around, when you get around a person who is, who is fast to speak and fast to accuse, probably say that uh, they, they don't guard their mouth. You get around people, listen, you get around people who, who, who are critical. You know how, we can use people who are critical. You know how to do that? Casey Treat used to say this. You know, you find somebody who's critical, you can always find out what's wrong because they'll tell you. Is that right? We do not, if we do not control our times, it is dirtying up our lives so that we lose our testimony and cause there to be a separation in our close relationship with God. Ephesians 5, 3, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named among you as it is fitting for saints. You know what it says, fitting for saints? If you're a saint, you, you know, it's fitting that you keep your mouth. It's fitting that you live your life like you're supposed to. Neither filthiness or foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving thanks. You know what that saying is? It's saying clean your mouth up. I bet you guys wish you didn't even come to church this morning. You know, as a Christian, I have a testimony. And as a pastor, I have a testimony more than, than just a Christian. And my mouth started getting a little loose. Y'all know what I mean by getting a little loose? There are some things coming out of it that shouldn't have come out of it. And if you don't watch out, you can get doing that. And this was about six months or so ago. And so I began to purpose, that stops. Well, I thought as a, as a pastor, you just would naturally would not want to say a certain word. It's scored how mad I get. You laugh, but what about you guys? Uh -huh. So I begin to purpose to watch my mouth. Because as a pastor, as a Christian, as a father, I don't want to do anything that's going to cause other people to disrespect my God. I have a responsibility when they see my life that basically they, they, I, they, 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 they listen to how I talk and they do not stumble over anything I say. To the best of my ability, I have to try to do that. Can I tell you something else? If I've got junk rolling out of my mouth, 
If I got things, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm a little bit on the coarse side, isn't that what I said, coarse jesting? Is that what, isn't that what it said out there? Uh, yeah, coarse jesting, which is not fitting, but rather giving things. Coarse jesting is telling that joke that you probably shouldn't have told. But it was funny. Well, you're going to get us acting like a bunch of crudes. No, I'm going to get you acting like so you don't control your soul so it don't come back and bite you. So in the middle, I, I got in the middle of that, and then I began to think, hmm. I started thinking that way towards how other people think. But then I started thinking about how does God think. When he says, don't have coarse jesting come out of my mouth, I wonder if he gets offended and really don't want to be around me if I got junk running out of my mouth. I love you, George. Oh, yes. You see, and I, because I want that relationship with them, but the last part of that verse says, with it we bless our God and our Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God, and out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing, and my brother and these things all not be that curse jesting, that, that letting our mouth slip, allowing ourselves to come into the place where, where, where like my mom said, some the people who are always cussing, he says they got a very poor vocabulary. Are you out there today? God still loves us, but I'm telling you, we need to begin to take care of our soul. Because if you don't, it's, we're not going to have the relationship with him that we should have and with others. Now, the defense <coughs> tool that we have, I'm about done, for losing <coughs> a loose tongue is to bring it under control. James chapter 3, verse 8. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. How many of you found out that you have a hard time controlling your mouth? But I'll tell you something. Amen. One, there's two ways that I know how that we can do this pretty easy. One is, is basically come to the place where I don't want to say anything to daddy. That daddy hears. Is it all right to call my heavenly father Daddy that he would have been offended of. You think it offends God when certain things are said? Yep. Do you think it turns him off? Yep. Do you think it causes division? Yep. Between what he wants to do in your life. Are we out there? Can we make a, a desire to change that? Now there's two ways. Is that we have a desire to do that. Now let me, one last scripture in, in verse 20. Or I got two, two more. In verse 20. But you, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in, in the love of God. Looking into the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Eternal. Amen. He said, tells me, t says over in, in 1 Corinthians 14, but when we pray, we speak in tongues, it edifies ourselves. When I speak in tongues, guys, listen to me. When I'm speaking in tongues, do you speak in tongues? Well, sure I do, don't you? That's what Paul said, didn't it? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Acts chapter, Acts chapter 19. But when I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, what happens is I'm praying my inside man, my spirit man. You, didn't, didn't we not say that we are a spirit? We have a, we have a soul and we live in a body. So when I begin to pray in the spirit, my spirit man is praying. 
my mental man, my soul Jerry, does not have anything to do with it. So if I'm filling that up with that, and I'm rejoicing and worshiping my king, then I'm starting to control my mouth. Amen. You say, oh, come on, pastor. All right, the answer to this is the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 14, 27. The fear of the Lord is the fountain of life. To turn, 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 turn one away from the snares of, the, of death. The fear of the Lord will turn us away from the snares of death. We could say the fear of the Lord is the best way to guard our soul. To have such a desperate fear of our God, such a love for our God. Amen. It isn't what's been done against me or for me or anything else. But I love my God so much that I'm not going to do this. I love my God so much that I'm going to do this. You know the reason I'm a tither today? Because I have a fear of God. Because I love my God. And when he spoke to my heart years and years and years ago, it wasn't so he could bless me. It was because I wanted to be obedient to him. And you get somebody tithing like that, amen, they will tithe forever. Amen? And, and, and so not only that, it's, again, we fall deeply in love with him. And then we dwell so much on the good news, the gospel, that we are so thankful for what Jesus did on the cross. We would not want to dirty it up with the junk of the world. We were in a meeting just this last week, with a Muslim. And uh, we were, I didn't know he was or anything else, but we got talking a little bit, and he said that they would, they are the ones who sinned, and they would not expect God to do something for something that he did wrong. I was about ready to jump for joy. Because the way that I know and I believe that I have a Savior who basically, who, who, even though I sinned, he paid the price I, that, that he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. Amen? And because of that, amen, I, I've, I've got a heaven to, to look forward to. Yeah. And, I don't, and I don't have to give up anything other than the fact that I'm going to surrender to him. And so from now on, I'm going to give my heart and my life to him forever. Question to you today. How many of us today have you come to a place that you might say, I need to make some changes in my life. I need to clean my mouth up. It's tearing me up. I, I, need, to, I need to change maybe the people that I allow to be around me, and I, and I sort of allow them to control my life because they act in such a way. Are we out there this morning? It, it's a time that you and I get to make, make a decision. This could be one of the most, most, in, most times in your life that you can look back and you said, oh, that time, my life changed. For that to happen, though, guys, you have to, Jesus has to be in your heart. If he's not in your heart, then none of this really works. Anybody here that can say, Pastor George, it, it's all right for me to say pastor. It's all right for me to say Pastor George because I'm a pastor and he's a pastor and they're a pastor. Everybody, a pastor, pastor. Amen. I want to tell you something. I'm thankful for Matt because he's very much concerned about my feelings. You know, you do something for 40-some years. It is hard to make a change. My greatest time today is this. I get to do this. Thank you, Matt. But I got a son and a grandson who's very good about what they're doing right now. 
Let me ask you, has there ever been a time that you can truly say that I asked Jesus Christ to come in my life and I made him Lord of my life? Is there, has everybody done that today? Everybody? everybody anybody that hasn't? Let me ask you something. Is today maybe a day that we can take and drive a stake in our front yard? And I purposed, what is it, the 19th? The 19th of January. And I'm going to write on there that I purposed to guard my soul above everything else. Can we do that this morning? I should get every hand up. I got to feel this because I don't want to fall off of it. Amen. Come on, guys. Do you want to do that this morning? We purpose in our heart. God, I want to guard my heart because this is my kids. It, it's my family. It's my church. Everything is involved in how I live my life. Father, we, you see the hands, and we do desperately purpose to do this in Jesus' name.